Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep starts now with all Tempur-Pedic mattresses on sale and savings up to $500 on adjustable sets. Learn more at Tempur-Pedic.com. A pop star is raising money for charity on her birthday. The outfit Janet Jackson wore in the Scream music video opposite her brother Michael is just one of more than a thousand items selling at auction in California. Julian's auction says her famous black bubble top with black patent leather pants and boots raked in $125,000. The singer's selling items spanning her decades-long career for her 55th birthday. A portion of the proceeds will go towards Compassion International, an organization that helps children escape poverty. Monica Ricks, CBS News. He made headlines when he was 11 years old. Hi, I'm Damon Levin. I'm here at the White House to interview President Obama about education. Damon went on to interview NBA star Dwayne Wade and Oprah. His sister says Weaver died earlier this month at the age of 23 of natural causes. His Instagram page says he won a full scholarship to Albany State University. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. I'm former U.S. counterterrorism officer Drew Berquist. In a one-party controlled country whose policies continue to move further to the left, it's hard to find a group willing to stand up for the right. That's why we created Mammoth Nation. We're standing strong for all Americans. Mammoth Nation is America's conservative discount club. As a member, you get great discounts, massive savings on travel, shopping, wireless, sporting goods, even prescriptions. Membership supports conservative businesses and the causes that you care about, like the Wounded Blue. For every total wellness plan purchased, Mammoth Nation will donate a plan to a police officer in need. This provides critical support to our law enforcement community. It's just one of the things that makes Mammoth Nation so great. And it's so affordable. If you join now, you get a 30% discount on an annual membership. Normally $29, this month just $19. It can pay for itself with just one purchase. So go to mammothnation.com and become a lifetime member today. For more than 75 years, the VA Home Loan Benefit has helped millions of eligible veterans and service members achieve their piece of the American dream, a home for their families. Did you know that you could purchase a home or refinance your current home loan with your VA Home Loan Benefit? VA Home Loans have lower closing costs and generally enjoy lower interest rates than other borrowers. The VA Home Loan may save you thousands of dollars on your mortgage. For more information, visit www.va.gov or talk to a lender of your choice. Choose VA. You've got a problem. Your air conditioner is not working. There's a simple fix for that. Well, simple for us. This is Jared with Dean Heating and Cooling, and we're experts at fixing your AC. Together with Tempstar, we've been in business for more than 20 years and have some of the best service techs in the industry. So if you want fast, reliable service, just call us. In fact, if you call today, you could qualify for 12 months no interest financing on a new high-efficiency Tempstar unit. Dean Heating and Cooling, the simple fix. Find us online at DeanHeatingandCooling.com. Ohio Means Jobs has partnered with Hawking College for a job fair on May 18th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. This event is free and open to the job-seeking public. Remember to bring your updated resume. Job fairs provide networking opportunities with many local employers, Borough Lodge, Hapcap, Kroger, Personnel Plus, Sterling Ultra Cold, and many more. Contact Terry Coons with any questions at 740-753-6132 or email at koonst at hawking.edu. Job fair May 18th at Hawking College's Student Center in Nelsonville. At Ohio Health, we'd like to remind you that the health issues you faced before the pandemic haven't just gone away. That cancer screening you needed, well, you still need it. Your bad knee's not going to replace itself. And when life as you know it stopped, your medical needs didn't. 
It's time to take back your health safely. And just like always, Ohio Health is here to help you do it. Visit OhioHealth.com to find out more. It's time to thrive outside. Spending time outside, like at an Ohio State Park, is a natural way to boost your mental health. Just 15 minutes in nature can restore you. The parks are for everyone to enjoy. Visit DetourTrails.OhioDNR.gov to connect to a trail near you. Need more help? Call the Ohio Care Line at 1-800-720-9616 for free emotional support. Sponsored by the Ohio Departments of Natural Resources and Mental Health and Addiction Services. Aired by the OAB in this station. What in the world is going on now? Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Coach Turf, your inept tech football team played RSVP. That's right, Rockslide Vermont Polytechnic. I'm interested in finding out what kind of game was it. Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we went out there and played a fine ball game. All the oysters played a fine ball game on offense and a fine ball game on defense and a fine ball game on special teams. And, of course, RSVP, they give us a fine ball game. So what all the fans seen when everything was over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. We're anxiously awaiting the results of that game, Coach. Were you able to pick up that first win of the season? I do want to point out to all the fans that uh, the boys, all the fighting oysters, acquitted themselves well out on the football field. I want to say that I am real proud of the way they played out there and all their mamas and daddies and, and grandmamas and granddaddies can be real proud of the way they played out there. They acquitted themselves fine. It was a real fine ball game. But coach, I think you're evading the issue. Did you pick up that first win of the season? Well, I do want to point out to the fans that we are playing these ball games one at a time. We're not worried about what happened last week. We're just looking forward to the ball game this week because we know that the finest thing that these boys can do is succeed in the classroom. We're not worried about what happens out there on the football field long as they uh, succeed in the classroom and make fine men out of themselves. We're not worried about playing football. We're interested in making some fine graduates and having them boys go out in the world and making some fine people out of themselves. Something tells me, Coach, you failed to pick up that first win of the season. Can't get nothing past you, can we? And I'll be back with Coach Turf in just a moment. And, of course, the Art Turf Show, brought to you by COVID Volunteers of America. Think about that. Well, Coach Turf, I think we did finally establish the fact that the Oysters failed to pick up that first win of the season against RSVP last week, but uh, I don't think we got the score of the game. Well, you know, as fine as them boys played out there, you know, we played a fine ball game on offense and a fine ball game on defense. It seemed like... Uh, it, that, that the ball game hadn't uh, gone too far and already it was halftime and I looked up at the scoreboard and it said 31 and zip and they was the 31 and we was the zip and, and when the ball game was all over finally said and done with well they was 57 and we was zip seemed like, uh, seemed like they found 57 different ways to score Coach with a 57 to nothing deficit your new offense the T-bone offense which you just instituted for this game must not have performed too well well, not only that, we just put it in, and it didn't do uh, worth shucks out there. That T-bone formation went to the dogs. Your quarterback, uh, you also had a new quarterback in the game, young man named Berger, I believe. 
That's right. You know, old Chuck Berger brought him up from the taxi squad just this week, took old third and twelve's place. We thought we needed a change on offense, and they must have known old Chuck was coming because uh, they know that it was his first college ball game, his first college start, and they threw everything in the world at him. They was throwing red dogs. They was throwing blitzes. They heaped it all on him, and they was too many times in that ball game where I looked up and saw Berger on the field with everything on it. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Uh, it's overcast outside. What a difference a day can make, right? Beautiful yesterday. I am sore today. All sorts of muscles. Kind of went bonkers with the yard. But it looks good. last night, I don't know, 10 o'clock watching a little TV and man, my elbows were sore, shoulders, much better today though, I ain't getting old fun. We have a caller on the phone already. Let's see what's on their mind. Good morning. Hello. Knock, knock. Who's there? Tickety-poo. Tickety-poo. Tickety-poo who? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have the wrong button. That's why. (laughs) Okay, now you should be heard. Good morning. (laughs) Tickety-poo. I just took a guess. Yeah. Good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. It's frog hair twice split. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty fine. (laughs) Dave, I've got a question to ask. Best way. Have you heard anything about you're not allowed to fish out of Dow Lake at Stroud's Run? No, sir. But I, my, I used to be an avid fisherman. I haven't done it in years. I'd like to restart the habit. But I, I'm not on top of that these days. No, I just wonder because I heard a pound the other day that one a person got uh, fined for fishing out there. And I said, well, I always fished out there. That's where I always fish. I, thought, I haven't heard. I've just wondered. Let's see, Dow Lake. That's the one by um, uh, Albany, right? No. no. Stroud's Run. Oh, Stroud's Run. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right behind my house. Yeah. Okay. Why, why would that be? If I, you have a fishing license, isn't that sufficient everywhere? You should. It's a state Let's park. It's a private farm. Unless you have permission. Yeah. But they don't know. They said they didn't know either. Said that they're sitting out there on the bank. Were they in possession of a fishing license? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Well, I don't. I have no idea. But I tell you what, we can try to find out. I'd appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, because that's where I always fished. Yeah. Well, I went out there when they stopped the lake with trout. So I do, that's why I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, each year, generally what, in April? April? They, they, end uh, of March, April, yeah. They bring in these large loads of fish. 
and turn them loose. Yeah. And um, I've I've observed that firsthand a couple times. Yeah, you're limited to twelve trout out there. Mm-hmm. Now up up toward uh, Lancaster, there's a Clear Creek Metro Park. That's on uh, 33. Like when you come out of uh, Logan, you pass the the that market there on the right. Okay. Uh, Valero service station. Yeah. When you pass that one, the next one is Snoko on your left. That's on that road is a creek up there you can fish, but you're only allowed two trout out of there is all. Well, now, uh, you know, if if the quota of what you're allowed to catch for each place is different, shouldn't that be posted somewhere? Well, it is posted okay. up there up at Metro. See, I just don't remember signs like that in, in, when I used to fish. Yeah, yeah, there's, they have signs up there limit, too. Okay. And they pretty well patrol to make sure and check you. Yeah. So, but no, I didn't know. I just wondered if you'd heard heard anything about that. Not a thing. Can't uh, help. But maybe someone else can that's listening this morning. All righty. Okay. Well, y'all have a good day. Thank you, Don. All right. All right. Thanks, Don. Guys. Folks, if you have any uh, anything you can add to this that would help us, uh, we welcome it. Our phone number is 740-592-6646. Is that right? That's it. 740-592-6646. All right. <clears throat> well, anyway, it's a Monday, folks. That's um, pretty weird. You know, it's a state park unless unless there's something going on that we don't know about. Yeah. You know, why, why would it not? And, and I didn't realize there were different... Um, Limits? Limits, yeah, based to on catch. the actual size of the water, I suppose, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, today is May seventeenth, twenty twenty-one. Of course, the year. Um, those of you with personal income taxes, which is isn't that all of us? Uh, yep. Yeah, should um, be. In, in it, the normally, state of Ohio. normally April fifteenth is the. Uh, deadline it was extended to november 17th this year not november what am i saying may 17th which is today so you got an extra what 32 days um and and i must tell you mine are still messed up but uh, now as of today i guess they'll file an extension request they meaning my accountants, and then we'll get it straightened out. All right. <clears throat> well, tax day today. National Pack Rat Day. National Cherry Cobbler Day. National Graduation Tassel Day. National Walnut Day and National Idaho Day. Now, just because I I got to looking at these this morning, and man, like yesterday, there were a ton of things. So I've brought in the last three or four days here. So yesterday, March 16th, was National Love a Tree Day, and we did a lot of that. We did tree trimming yesterday. 
which is a little dangerous, by the way. You know, chopping off dead limbs or sawing off dead limbs way up high with a with a motorized saw. You know what I mean? Yeah, chainsaw. Yeah. So um, anyway, we made some progress. National Love a Tree Day yesterday. National Barbecue Day was yesterday. National Honor, no, no, Honor Our LGBT Elders Day. National Do Something Good for Your Neighbor Day. National Mimosa Day, isn't that like a cocktail? A mimosa? I think so. I'm not sure. M-I-M-O-S-A. I think it's a like an alcoholic drink. Okay. And I think I've had them, and they're good. Anyway, <laughs> National Sea Monkey Day. Oh, I'm going to need help with this next <clears throat> one. National Coquillas St. Jacques Day. Spelling. You, you're going to have to look over my shoulder. Okay. National oh. s- I probably C O Q U I L E S two L's E S Saint Jacques Jacques That is Oh you might like this It is uh a common name of the great scallop King Scallop Oh I do like scallop Yeah a northeast Atlantic species of scallop, an edible saltwater clam. Uh, this is the type of the species of the genus. Hmm. I just eat them. It's a yeah. Uh, it's, it's a scallion dish. Cool. Okay. Well, <clears throat> let's see. It's National Biographers Day. This is we're talking about yesterday. It's Take Your Parents to the Playground Day. <laughs> And National Piercing Day. Ouch. Yeah. Mimosa is a cocktail composed of champagne, chilled citrus juice, usually orange juice unless otherwise specified. It is traditionally served in a tall champagne flute at brunch at weddings. I think my daughter has served it at uh, Sundays once in a while. Or as part of business or first-class service. On some passenger uh, railways and airlines. Why is it called a mimosa? Because it is a kind of plant that can have lovely yellow flowers, such as the silver wattle. (laughs) At this point, my wife has become far better at flowers than I have. Uh, I just love the way they look terms of names or whether they're good in the winter, not winter, but good in, uh, what am I trying to say, whether they come up year after year, which is what, perennial, or if they're simply once a year, which would be annuals. I don't know all that stuff. Well, you just just did pretty good right there with what they are. Speaking of plants, give us an update on the your your chia plants that you put in water. Chia. <laughs> Those are silly things. Yeah, they are. 
<laughs> okay. Um, well, well, how was yours doing? Well, the ones you put put in water, in the in the baking sheet that you drilled holes in it. Oh, oh. You know what? I don't have a report. In fact, I don't even know where the pan has gone to. Uh oh. Uh oh is right. I had it in a very specific place, and now it's not there. Hmm. You've got an a pan, MIA. With holes in it. With holes in it. Not much use for it otherwise, other yeah. than what I was doing. Yeah. There's okay. another thing, Dad. Check out the uh, mm. where your your pan has gotten up and walked off to. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Let's go back another day. May 15th, National Chocolate Chip Day. Oh, yeah. Now you're talking... There. Armed Forces Day. That's a good one. Peace Officers Memorial Day. Uh, I don't get this one. National Nylon Stocking Day. <laughs> you know, how do I want to put this? As time changes, different things come and go, right? Um, what some of the young gals now are wearing in the way of their legs is so attractive. But there's no stockings or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, are you talking about the yoga pants? Well, the tight, I don't know what the form-fitting? I guess. But well, also... Full-length, full you know, pants. I mean, they're, they're just... Um, full-length Yoga pants. <laughs> Whatever the style is these days, in the last year or so, uh, on young women, very attractive, I think. All right, enough of that. Uh, but anyway, National Nylon Stocking Day. And finally, National Learn to Swim Day. Now, if you don't think we've gone back far enough, we're going to do November... I'm sorry, November, May 14th as well. So we're doing five, four days worth. National Dance Like a Chicken Day. <laughs> the Chicken Dance. National Decency Day. National Underground America Day. And lastly, National Buttermint, Buttermilk Biscuit Day. Mm. All right. Well, we're caught up. But once Good again, stuff. to repeat today's stuff, because we did four days worth. Today is National Pack Rat Day, National Cherry Cobbler Day, National Graduation Tassel Day, National Walnut Day, and National Idaho Day. And we should stick in one more, which is uh, your taxes are due today. Personal income taxes. Or file an extension. All right. Well, let's see. Today in history. Obviously, folks, today a free-for-all edition. You're welcome to call us on any topic that crosses your mind. Oh, I let me take a break here. 
Scott, what's that one doing? Uh, that's restarting, so the news update will not play at 9.31. Okay. Well, we had heard about this place over around Jackson, Ohio. Four mile this, four mile that. Several different enterprises. And again, with this whole thrust of yard work and flowers and everything, uh, my wife said, you know, we've gone to all the local people. We've spent a ton of money. Um, but I'd just like to see if there's something different out there that we haven't come across yet. So uh, good friends and neighbors have told us about this four-mile What's the name of it? What do they call a, a place with lots of plants? A lot, lots of a planetarium or something no, like no, that. No, 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 planet. Anyway, it's a it's a simple word. I'm just missing it. Is it. With a lot of plants. Yeah. A greenhouse. Yes. Okay. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> so. Um, I did a little Googling, and sure enough, it showed up over around Jackson. So we went over there yesterday morning and found out that there's not only four-mile greenhouse, but there's a four-mile store, which is kind of Amish in nature, so it's got a lot of interesting equipment. And then there's another one called Four-Mile Bakery. And they're all within just a mile or two of one another. Um, now, I had heard some stories about this bakery. Uh, all the stories I've heard turned out to be absolutely true. Can you guess where I'm going with this? Their stuff was killer. I mean, out of this world. They have a box that's this. It's a huge, huge pizza box. And it's a little deeper than the typical pizza box. And so you start, you know, saying, well, I'll take two of those. And then you come to these donuts, which could be crowns on our head. They're that big. Huge. I've never seen anything like it. And you say, okay, I'll take four of those. And this guy, <clears throat> who he and his wife own it. They're only open three days a week. I think it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Or maybe it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And they're only open till 3 p.m. each day. And they sell out every day. Anyway, for some reason or other, I don't know if he recognized me or what, and he said, this one's on me. Fill it up. So we got all these treats. And I said, well, why, why are you doing this for me? And he said, well, I want you to give them a good review. 
Now, that almost tells me he must have known who I was and that he wanted me to mention it on the air. Yeah. Well, I want to do better than that. This well, guy had such a neat personality. Sean is his name. I won't try to pronounce his last name. But I'm going to call him and ask him to come over and be on our show. Good. It's um, Anyway, we shared it with our neighbors uh, because there's far more that we could ever consume. But uh, this was stellar, stellar bakery. And, uh, oh, here, I got his card out. Fr- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's it. Over in Jackson. So I'll call Sean and try to see if he can slip over some morning and be on the show. Because I'd like to know, uh, you know, is, did they fulfill a dream in starting this business? That sort of thing. It's These are always cool. All right. And there were a ton of people there getting them as we were. Well, then this um, vineyard. No, 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 not Vineyard. One and one. Help me again. Greenhouse? Greenhouse, thank you. It is massive. And um, anyway, we we were only looking for some special things, but what? Guess what? We found them. So um, that's just the way it is. All right, well, today in history, today, May 17th, this is the 137th day of the year. We now have 228 days remaining. In terms of a highlight in history, on this date in 1954, a unanimous U.S. Supreme Court handed down its Brown versus Board of Education of Topeka decision, which held that Racially segregated public schools were inherently unequal and therefore unconstitutional. That was a big deal. I kind of remember, even though I was a youngster, my parents were always so focused on the news that uh, I can remember they're talking about that some. Other things on this date, 1792, the New York Stock Exchange had its beginnings as a group of brokers met under a tree (laughs) (laughs) on Wall Street and signed the Buttonwood Agreement. Can you imagine that? I mean, how long ago that was? And then just sitting under a tree compared to what the... I I like it. Yeah, what what the stock market exchange is now. Yeah compared to just sitting under a tree. (laughs) 1875, on this date, the very first Kentucky Derby was run. Aristides, Aristides, something like that, was the winner, written by Oliver Lewis. 1946, President Harry S. Truman seized control of the nation's railroads, in so doing, delaying but not preventing a threatened strike by engineers and trainmen. What you doing over here? Resetting. Okay. 
1973, a special committee convened by the U.S. Senate began its televised hearings into the Watergate scandal. Say, let me just break away for a minute. There was a story that in the last 24 hours has started to get some attention. It concerns the Secret Service. I have had, um, I had an opportunity to join the Secret Service. I didn't. It was right after my military career. I remember that my sister's, um, my sister Carol, years ago dated a young man by the name of Paul It'll come to me in a moment. In Worthington. They were both Worthington High School students. I have had Paul on this program years and years and years ago. Why? He became President Kennedy's Secret Service agent. Uh, he is one of the men who, when the Dallas motorcade, the, the motorcade, and and the when the president was shot in Dallas was immediately on the scene um, sort of um, using his body to protect the presidents as the motorcade jazzed away, right? Yeah. Paul Landis. I just got it. Landis. Uh, Paul, um, last I knew, is still alive. Lives in uh, Cleveland. Needless to say, he has appeared before many different hearings as that whole um, post-assassination investigation investigation took place. He later had a leadership role with the Secret Service. But some of the stuff that's being discussed recently Man, I hope it's not true. Such as, if I may ask. Well, why don't you just Google it there? I, I have a couple things here, but... What, what, what are you seeing? Well, there? one thing that popped up was, you know, something of what you just spoke of. That on November 18th, 1963, now remember, that's four days before the assassination, Right. In the midst of a whirlwind campaign trip, President John F. Kennedy told Secret Service Supervisor Floyd Boring that agents riding on special boards installed near the trunk of his car 
should drop back and tail him from a follow-up vehicle instead. Mm. And JFK said it's excessive and it's giving the wrong impression to people. We've got an election coming up. The whole point is for me to be accessible to the people. And it goes on to say, this is from the New York Post, by the way. Kennedy's bristling at the proximity of the agents was not uncommon for those being protected by the Secret Service, especially U.S. presidents. So after the assassination, four days later, some agents wondered that if extra car length uh, distance prevented them from saving the president's life. Do another little Google, would you, Paul Landis? Okay. L-A-N-D-I-S. All right. And, but the story that, if I understand it, that has been breaking recently is that there's some misbehavior on the part of Secret Service agents that has occurred. Oh, there have been documented reports of that. Uh, For instance, uh, when President Obama visited a foreign country, apparently 11 agents were sent ahead of the president, and they were told to go home because there were reports of uh, drunkenness, boozing parties, and even soliciting prostitutes. They were sent home early because of that. You it's know, terrible. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm like you. I. It's just this is a little unsettling to to know that's happening. This is one of our most premier um, well, a- agencies of of protection. Um. This this is actually comments from the the New York Times. Uh, you know, I know that. You have a subscription of that. Um, the station does, yes. Yeah, the station, yeah. So, uh, anyway, that you know, the Secret Service is depended on to protect leaders. Um, they are apparently, okay, the trip for President Obama is a, uh, I don't, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Cartagena, Cartagena, Colombia? Oh, yes. Uh, you weren't too far off. Yeah, 11 members were shipped home after a night of boozing and cavorting with prostitutes. Uh, they also have reports of uh, counterfeiting, um, things uh, of, of that nature. Uh, they say that the article goes on to say drunken escapades are the least of the agency's problems. Well, but anything you know, on Paul is he still alive? Um, it has an obituary here okay. uh, for him. Okay, I kind of thought maybe by now. Okay, well, yeah. let's move on. Um, let's see. How about the uh, on this day stuff? Okay, historical events, if you will. We've done a few. We'll do some more. 24 merchants from New York Stock Exchange at 70 Wall Street. They sat under that tree. So this is another report of it, 1792. 
Reaping Machine. What would that be? 1803, John Hawkins and Richard French. Patent, the Reaping Machine. If you don't mind, hit that. Reaping Machine. What is it? Reaping? R-E-A-P-I-N-G. I would think it would be maybe like the cotton gin. I don't know. Cyrus McCormick, American inventor. Um, the, the names we have here are John Hawkins and Richard French. Okay. Patton, yeah. the reaping machine. I'm just wondering what that does. Okay. Well, apparently it's uh, like a like a, a corn harvesting machine, okay. Okay. something like that. Um, it it basically. Uh, it's it's a straight blade protected by guards linked to a drive wheel. The blade moves back and forth in a sawing motion, cutting through stalks of grain, which were held straight by rods. The, gun, the cut grain stalks then fell onto a platform and collected on a rake. Collected by a rake. So it could be like a... But we really don't know what they're doing. Hay baler <laughs> or a corn harvester or something like that. So 1803 is when that happened. The next story is uh, 170 years later in terms of historical events, and it is that uh, the Senate Watergate Committee begins its hearings. Boy, do, boy, do remember that. That was one of my first days here at the radio station. 2004, Massachusetts becomes the first U.S. state to legalize same-sex marriage. Next item, 2014, the center-right Hindu Nationalist Party, also known as the BJP wins a landslide election victory in India. Okay, so now we got some pictures to figure out. All right. Incidentally, back to the reaping machine very quickly. It it uh, harvests wheat. Okay. Oats and wheat. There, that's what I was really getting at. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So Edward of... No, no. Albert of Prussia. Let's see. He was born on this date in 1490, died in 1568. Albert of Prussia. He was a German nobleman who was the 37th Grand Master of the Teutonic Knights. After converting to Lutheranism, became the first ruler of the Duchy of Prussia and the secularized state that emerged from the former monastic state of the Teutonic Nights. Clear as mud. <laughs> I was thinking something like that. So <laughs> Edward Jenner, and uh, not to do anything with Bruce Jenner or any of that, um, this person was born in 1749 on this date, died in 1823. Edward Jenner. Or Caitlin Jenner, for that matter. That's right. Was an English physician, not Caitlin Edward Jenner, an English physician and scientist who pioneered the concept of vaccines, including creating the smallpox vaccine, the world's first vaccine. 
Now, two people that uh, I believe are still alive, but today is their birthday. One is a, looks like maybe an actor I've seen, Craig Ferguson. Oh, yeah, he's funny. 59th birthday. He is funny. He's a uh, comedian and a talk show host. He's on uh, CBS Late Night. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, really late. I haven't seen him for years, but he's he's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> now, another person, an attractive woman, Enya. E-N-Y-A. 60th birthday today. Enya. I think she is a singer? Don't know. We'll find out. I-N-Y-A? No, E-N-Y-A. Ah, Enya. I did an I, and my goodness, what one letter can do. Enya, an Irish singer and songwriter. Record producer and musician. Cool. Okay, now two famous deaths to mention. Johann Michael Bach. Oh. No, not Sebastian. Right. So his years of life, 1648, his birth, 1694, his death and on this date. Johann Michael Bach. Johann Michael Bach was a German composer of the Baroque period. He is the brother of Johann Christoph Bach, as well as a first cousin once removed and father-in-law of Johann Sebastian Bach. Second person to mention is John J. J. A. Y. Born in seventeen forty-five. Excuse me. Died in eighteen twenty-nine on this date. John J. Over his birth date, seventeen forty-five. Yep. John J. was an American statesman, patriot, diplomat, founding father, abolitionist, negotiator. And signatory of the Treaty of Paris of 1783, he served as the second governor of New York and the first chief justice of the United States. Fair enough. Yeah. Now let's put this sheet, this group away. And um, Incidentally, it looks like, uh, well, I, I think this must, does this Paul Landis look like you, uh, your friend, I mean? No. Okay, it's a different one then. Um, I mean, you know, maybe in his later years, but I doubt it. Said he was born in East Sparta, Ohio. Okay. I saw a report this morning that I thought was worth sharing. And it's not terribly complicated. It's entitled 21's, that is 19, no, 2021, there we go, the year. Best and worst places to start a career. Deciding where to lay the foundation for a long and prosperous career can be a tall order especially for recent graduates entering the job market for the first time. After all, there are many factors. Job market saturation, 
housing affordability, commuter friendliness, just to mention a few. Unfortunately, new graduates are not entering the market at a great time, as the unemployment rate for people ages 20 through 24 um, was 10.5% in April. The good news is that employers now plan to hire 7.2% more graduates from the class of 2021 than they did from the class of 2020. Due to the increased hiring and the vaccine rollout, we should expect to see significant declines in unemployment during this year of 2021. Well, in order to help graduates start their search for a career, uh, they've compared the relative market strength and relative, I'm sorry, relative market strength and overall livability of more than 180 U.S. cities to help recent college graduates find the best cradles for their budding careers. Examined were um, each city based on 28 key metrics that range from, well, the ability of entry-level jobs to monthly average starting salary to housing affordability and many more. Okay, so what what was the number I've got? 180? Let's see here. Um, 182. I have 182 cities in front of me. Going from, I guess what you would call the, the best place presently to the worst place presently. Okay. And the, the two basic things that they've split out for this report are professional opportunities and then quality of life. Okay, so um, it would be unfair to ask you, Scott, what you thought number one would be. So yes, we'll, it would. So we'll just jump out here. <laughs> Salt Lake City comes in first. That was nowhere close to where I was going to say. They come out second in professional opportunities and second in quality of life. And yet, between the two, they make number one overall. I think that's remarkable. Now, let's go the other direction. Who comes in number two? Well, it's Orlando, Florida. They come in number one in terms of professional opportunities, but 27th in quality of life. Let's go to the number fourth listed city. We're skipping Atlanta, which came in third. Number fourth is Austin, Texas. You know, I like to tease them a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yep. They came in 22nd for professional opportunities and number one for quality of life. 
So make of it what you will. I'm looking here for a pen or a pencil. I found one. Nope. Nope. Neither one of these have a worthwhile point. Let's see what's in here. Does that work? Scott, loan me a pencil. Or a pen or something. We only have four minutes left. Three, actually. <clears throat> Okay, this, so this just jumped down through this list. The first city to show up is Cincinnati. It comes in 15th overall. 16th in professional opportunities and 30th in quality of life. And I'm, I'm pretty keen on Cincinnati, aren't you? Yeah, good, good place. Okay. Next in Ohio, oh, 24th, Cheyenne, Wyoming. We'll just pass that one. <laughs> okay, Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. What do you bet I missed one along the way here? Okay, Columbus comes in 77th, 76th. They're 127th for opportunities and 20th for quality of life. Wow. Just scan through here and make sure I didn't miss another Ohio. But I didn't. Okay, next sheet. Cleveland comes in 110th. They're um, 91st for employment and 135 for quality of life. Akron, 123rd. Toledo, 160th. I think I hit all the Ohio's, unless I missed one. Now, let's, let's give some on either side here. So, Cleveland. Okay, Columbus came in number two, right? Let's see here. Cincinnati was one, Columbus number two. Um, Columbus has um, Burlington, Vermont just before it and Miami, Florida right after it. That's amazing. Yeah. Fort Wayne after that. Okay, let's skip down to uh, Cleveland. Cedar Rapids before it, Bismarck after it. That makes no sense to me. Akron. Las Vegas right before it. Chesapeake, Virginia right after it. This is such an odd report. But um, facts are facts, folks. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break and uh, let you hear the rest of the day. And and, um, we hope you have a wonderful day out there. And uh, we'll have some special guests as the week moves along, okay? Take care out there, please.